What are you gonna do? I think it's something. Mute. You never met a monster you couldn't love. Let's take him. Hello and welcome to the Explosion Network spoiler cast review discussion of the wonderful Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Uh, I'm Dylan Blight. Joining me is Ashley Hobley. Hey. Hey. <laughs> so this is, of course, the sequel to uh, Fantastic Beasts, I, I, I guess. The wizard, the wonderful Wizarding World, which, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the first film didn't have the thing that this one did. The, uh, uh, you know, where it comes up the Wizarding World logo. That's the, the first intro. Time no, yeah, I don't think so. I don't recall seeing that before. I've, I've seen that on books and stuff at this point, but I don't recall pick the, seeing that on an no, actual like an intro logo. Yeah, like part of like, like you know, it's like it, it was kind of like seeing the the Marvel logo or something pop up. I suppose it was it was, was kind of like this is our Marvel logo. It's the Wind- Wizarding World logo, and I was like, oh yeah, that's uh, that's cool. I guess is it yeah, a thing? I guess there? it exists. <laughs> uh, In case so, you didn't know, yeah, I. You didn't know. So this is going to be a full spoiler cast. Watch out for spoilers if you're not aware. We're going to be talking all things spoilery. There's no going to be pre-non-spoiler discussion. If you want to hear our non-spoiler thoughts, you should go listen to What Do You Want to Watch, our movie and TV uh, podcast, which you can find on all podcasting services, and you can hear our uh, non-spoiler thoughts on there when that episode is out. Episode What episode will that be, Ash? On the spot, what episode number is that going to be? Dun, 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 dun. 20? 20. Yeah, I think that's right, actually. That sounds about right. Uh, so, episode 20. Uh, this film, Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald, was directed by David Yates, once again, who's done the last X-Men Harry Potter films and obviously did the first... Uh, Everything Beast since Order of the Phoenix, I think. Uh, yeah, it's, it's somewhere around there. And uh, it was written by J.K. Rowling herself, with uh, just herself, script. Which she did the first one as well, so... Uh, yep. There you go. Jumping into overall thoughts before we jump into some uh, more nitpicky uh, points and jump into discussing the overall characters a little bit. Uh, I'm just going to say that I kind of, I, I personally walked out of cinema. I was like, I think I like that. Like I, it was kind of, I was in doing that whole thing where you're like, I don't really know how I feel. And so, you know, someone asked me, rise, I'm leaving cinema. I would have just been like, I think I liked it. I think it was okay. I'm I'm not really sure. And as the days progressed, I my feelings on it got worse and worse yeah. and worse and worse until we're at the point now where we're recording this uh, week. Pretty, I think it's like a week since I've seen it at this point. Like a week, yeah, yeah, and I'm just, it's not good. It is not good at all. Really, it's. Uh, my one saving grace, which we'll discuss a bit more when we when we get to him, is I did quite enjoy Jude Law's uh, Dumbledore a lot more than I would have thought I would because I remember when they announced he was going to be part of the film and all the stuff. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, young Dumbledore, really? Is that what we need? But it is what we need because he was enjoyable. It was really, really enjoyable. But other than that, I thought the plot was nonsensical, absolute rubbish. A lot of it didn't make sense. Plot holes here, there. Uh, JK's even... Like she's changing stuff that she's written for Pottermore short stories when it comes to yeah. stuff like McGonagall, which is really weird because Pottermore was set up as a way for her to expand the universe, like canon wise. It's kind of like if Star Wars 
after the whole everything is canon now like once disney brought all the books and tv shows and everything's going to be run by story team and everything's going to be coming out well if they were just like yeah no actually no forget that i know we said that but fucking forget that and it's just from the opening sequence just didn't seem to be shot well edited well and i was just like look at this dreary mess of just crap it's it's the point where i'm like okay david yates came in at a, a point when the franchise was heading towards a darker territory and he did really well like i enjoy the, the majority of those last couple of harry potter films that he was in charge of but i had the same feelings when he did fantastic beast it was just i don't feel like you're the person to be doing th- these movies anymore I, d- I i just doesn't feel right but yeah, so i'm a sour how are you feeling on it though ash uh, so I enjoyed the first film. I thought it was really good. I watched it right bef- like the night before. I went and saw it. Yeah, this film is not good. It's it is like it's what we feared like a lot of Marvel movies will do, where it's setting up future films. Uh, so I thought this would have been great if this film was actually a pilot for a TV like TV pilot, like first episode of a TV series, because then you'll get all the answers and they'll explore everything like in the next couple of weeks. They'll explain all the potholes. They'll explain all the character motivations, that sort of thing. But no, we've got to wait like two years before we get two years. Anything explained. It's in, yeah. Yeah. And I know an argument that people will put out for that is that they'll be like, hey, look, the Harry Potter films were quite similar to that in that we often had these, these movies and these, the, these, these weights between each one. But here's the thing. And tell me if I'm wrong, if we disagree, of course. I feel like every Harry Potter film, even though, of course, it left it open-ended, there's still Voldemort come, blah, blah, blah. It was a self-contained story to a degree. And you felt like you watched a story happen and it went somewhere character and things of characters happened and resolved. And there was a villain, there was a villain each book or an each movie that was solved by the end of it. Of course, with the dark arts teacher. And that's what kept those movies. You never felt like you got nothing out of it. Part one. But, that's the ending. I guess, but that's like that sets up whole like there's so much happening in that first film. For, you know, yeah. for, it's like setting up school wizards, all all this sort of stuff. Like, what's going on? Is you can't really walk out of it going fuck. Nothing happened. Like, <laughs> you yeah. know, where this film it does just feel like it, this feel it feels like a lot happened, but then sort of nothing, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Yeah, try and tell me what happened in this film. <laughs> really? I, I, yeah. Oh, could. Yeah. Could it have not just been the first 20 minutes of another movie yeah. or something? I don't know. Yeah. And here's the other thing. It's two hours, 20 minutes or something along those lines. And for all the, how long it is and how much you think stuff is happening and how much you're watching stuff happening. It just feels like, it just feels like nothing. That's the thing. It's like, you feel like you're watching a lot happening, but you're not like no character, big character, no moments character motivation. Not really. Well, every character is very two dimensional. Like they're there for one purpose and one purpose only. They don't feel fleshed out at all. Yeah. So we're gonna well let's let's dive in. So obviously we obviously if you're watching this and you're like these two, they they really they didn't seem to enjoy the movie that all much. I'm probably not gonna enjoy this or it's gonna make me angry. Turn off, stop listening, sure. yeah. whatever you wanna do if if it's gonna annoy you because straight up not if you fan. like it, good for you. Good yeah. yeah, good for you. If you like it, good for you. I wish I liked it. I love I grew up with the books and then the movies started coming in. You know, big Harry Potter fan. I'm I'm going to go watch the... I've already got tickets to uh, The Cursed Child. I'm going to go watch that in February. It, this movie doesn't ruin my taste for the wizarding 
world as a whole, but it does just make me feel like this franchise is not great. Because the first film, I didn't love it. I liked it, you know? But at the same time, I was like, that wasn't fantastic. That wasn't the big oomph of what I kind of wanted for an, another series of movies set in this world. And then I was kind of hoping this film would come along and, you know, pick up, pick up pace a bit. But it just went down from, yeah, it was okay to it was bad. So we're heading downhill. And a lot of my problems with the first film continue to be a part of this, this film. And uh, anyway, let's, let's, so we're going to, we're going to dive through a bunch of different, the, the main characters and kind of discuss them solely, uh, what we think about them and then wrap it all up at the first. So well, let's start with the, the titular, I guess, to a degree character of the film, Mr. Geralt Grindelwald himself, uh, played by one. He didn't commit any crimes. Yeah, well, that's a <laughs> in this movie. Not does really. he kill anyone? Don't we say? Oh, yeah, no. at the start of the movie, he kills people. I guess. Yeah, at the start, and then after that, he's that like just moping around most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, once uh, played by Johnny Depp, returning of course from his very small moment as reveal, uh, reveal at the end of the first film. Seen problems coming at the end of that last film. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's it's so good because Colin Farrell was so good as that character. Yes, that's other thing. He was really, really good. And then they, when they revealed Johnny Depp, it was like, fuck. <laughs> like, I mean, it made sense that it was a different. Actor. It made sense, but at the same time, it was like, oh, that's a bit annoying because Colin Farrell was really good as that character. And if it if, yeah. if they killed off his character, and you would be like, you would like put different prosthetics or something to change Colin Farrell's face. But, yeah, my look. My this is another thing that annoys me. I don't think he's very good in this movie. I think it's just Johnny Depp being Johnny Depp. He has Depp. anything to do in this movie. He's what, like, got three prominent scenes? If, yeah, just that. And it, it, honestly, I don't think he... I just don't think he's very good. It, it just looks like he was asleep in the corner and after... A, passed out in the corner, probably, to be honest. It, it looks like he was passed out in the corner and someone's gone over, slapped his face, put a, his fucking eye thing in and gone... <laughs> Come do the scene. Yeah, put the contact in and come do the scene, Johnny. And he's walked on and just been like, typical Johnny Depp kind of, I'm a bit of a weird character, which, I mean, the character suits him because it's supposed to be off-putting and he's the bad guy and his thing. But my main thing is, right, after all the news about the, and I can't separate this, so I do want to bring it up because it is something that I, I couldn't help but think about watching the movie and if it wasn't affecting me to a degree. And I know a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people on Twi Twitter talking about it and the fact that they're just not going to watch the movie because they don't want to anymore. That's, that is a simple fact of it. I still went and watched it after the whole Amber Heard thing, of course. But my thing is, I don't understand why they just didn't recast him because out of all the characters in the whole movie, he would have been the easiest character to recast because they've already yeah. shown him change faces once. It was canon. It's a thing. He's already done it. So why couldn't they just have him do it again and just played it off like that? Everyone would have known why they changed actors because everyone would have been like, yeah, okay. But everyone probably would have been like, that was a smart move. That's probably what you should have done. Because I know yeah. a lot of people are throwing JK under the bus because for sticking up with him and stuff. So um, did any of that come into your mind when you was watching it or you just... No, it didn't really affect me. I put you, it out. You, you, but, I, I mean, know you're better at throwing that stuff. I understand how it would be difficult for people. Who, especially because he's meant to be like a charming character as well. He's meant to... Be, mm. That would like play on my mind as well, I think. Well, I know it's, the, it's affected as it would, and it makes more sense. I've seen more uh, girls online saying they're not going to watch the movie yeah. anymore. That were huge Harry Potter fans and they're going to watch it. And it's like, well, yeah, I get that. 
I, I understand why it's like you, you kind of don't want to. Well, on the other sense, hand, but... he's the villain, so you're meant to hate him. So I know they try to rub that. Well, he's the villain, so you should, should hate him anyway. But it's like it's yeah. fucking acting. You could have the nicest person ever play the villain. It's it's the uh, you know. I mean, they should have had the nicest. They should have had Tom pa- Hanks play him. <laughs> sure, <laughs> that would. What like a casting guy! Like what a casting choice that would. That, that would work. Yeah. Talking about the character himself, though, it's that opening sequence where they, you know, he's long hair and whatever, but then it's revealed not to be him and all this sort of stuff. That opening sequence, the way they started off, I was really enjoying it. They're in the character about to take off. They take off into the rain. I'm like, this sequence is going to be fucking awesome. Would have been nice if I could have seen everything. Yeah. It's just rain and mucky and stuff. But that sequence could have been the Dark Knight Rises opening sequence of the the Wizarding World universe. Yeah. It could have been. What it was, though, was a... I don't really understand what's happening mess because I can't see and it's like, it's just crap. Like it was just, what is happening really? Oh, it's raining heavy. I get that. Is it raining heavy so you can have such a poorly shot and edited sequence or <laughs> I, I, I don't really understand. And that, I can't tell what's happening. Are you hiding in the CGI? Is that what you happen? Yeah. Is that what we're doing? We're hiding in the CGI behind this, this rain. And then character wise, what, a fucking mess of a character Grindelwald turns out to be. Because let me boil down everyone in case you don't understand what his plan is. If you didn't understand at the end of the movie when he shows everyone the the terrors that are coming from the muggles and what they're going to do, he basically says, he basically says, hey, I will stop Hitler by being the wizard Hitler. <laughs> what he said it's and then you got a picture like jk writing it look hitler fucking sucked yes so what i'll do is i'll have a wizard hitler who wants to take out all the muggles and it's like she, you, you can tell she's trying to be smart about it you know like he's the he's the wizard yeah. hitler he wants to take out all the muggles kind of like you know the jews and that, like you can see the i don't know if he ever says he wants to kill the muggles he just he wants, wants to, to enslave them. them and get rid of them to a degree but you know what i mean like it, it just feels like she's trying to be really clever with the the uh the you know the the the, the measure well, there you would be making that comparison if they hadn't have shown like world war ii footage but that's the point they show world war food because he shows everyone in that auditorium or whatever at the end of the movie he says here is what the muggles are going to do they're going to do this atomic, like the bombs and whatever else and uh, these this nasty stuff. World War II, this is all going to happen. So what you should do to stop hit, real Hitler is you should all come join me, the wizard Hitler. It's such, like, <laughs> that's what it boils down you, to. Specifically Hitler. I think the implication is they're going to keep warring forever is what. Yeah. I guess, but I can't get out of my mind it's, the way. It's interesting in this world that it's like, only like a decade or so after the first war, World War. Yeah, I think where they we played a part somehow. Yeah, well, that's a, a good question, I suppose. I think that's something they briefly you, you know, kind of rub over in the first film as well. That it's like so shortly after the first World War, and that's kind of like why yeah, because his brother's like a war hero. So. Yeah, his yeah his brother. Yeah, so it's an interesting time period. I, I don't feel like they're doing enough <laughs> interesting stuff with yep. it of them going. World War Two will happen. Join me. We will enslave the Muggles master plan hitler sucks i'm a better version of i mean now it now everybody looks stupid because now they're going to try and stop him and then world war ii is going to happen yeah well there you go that just that whole scene i was like really is this our big motivation like this is and also to be fair he's playing to his own crowd 
I guess. But also, where's he getting this fucking footage from where he can tell the future so well? Divination. <laughs> Divination's it. Very good at divination. Very, very, very yeah. good at, at uh, divination. But overall, like Grindelwald is a character that we heard about so much, in, uh, not so much in the movies, but a lot more in the books was a character yeah, talked about. And when they talk about Dumbledore's fight with Grindelwald, that was, I don't, I like that's maybe, I can't have watched the movies for, for quite some time. Briefly rushed over in the movies, if that, but I know like that's a, you know. Well, they must have because the same actors who played, the same young actors who play young Dumbledore's Grindelwald in that scene are the same actors who were from Deathly Hallows. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, because I remember they briefly go over it, but I, I feel like in the book um, from memory it was a lot longer, like more in depth. Yeah, because there were like long articles. Yeah, yeah. So in the book. it's a big thing. We've, we've had uh, Grindelwald built, built up to be a character and what I'm getting given in, in this movie is not what I would have thought Grindelwald was. And the, one of the big things about that, I think it does come down to his and Dumbledore's relationship, which they just tease on movie and is another problem yeah. with nothing happens in this movie. They should have just dived into that in this movie instead of uh, teasing it and leaving it for the, the third film. They should have just gone into the flashbacks or gone into more detail or had Dumbledore talk about something because it's just tease, tease, tease. Yes, we know there's a- I think they were being subtle more than, or attempting to be subtle. Well, I'm, people know they have re- watched, read the books, watched the movies. They know they've got some sort of history. They've read the they've read the stuff online about Dumbledore and Grindelwald being together. They've read the fanfic. Yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, that's another thing. For all the uh, JK's, you know, Dumbledore's gay. Dumbledore, you know, all, all this sort of stuff that pissed so many people off and blah blah blah. And then Jude Law before the film was coming out was like, yes, yeah, you can definitely tell that Dumbledore's gay in this film. Look. When you had that, really- when they had that scene where Dumbledore's looking in the mirror and you can see, um, like they're doing the the pact or whatever, yeah, should have kissed or something. Just just throwing it out there. So that negates the blood pact. Uh, it doesn't. <laughs> Is that the rule? You know, I wasn't aware of the magic, so wasn't aware of the rules, but. Look, overall, <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'd and knowing that I've got X amount of films left with. Johnny Depp's version of this character, it doesn't enthrall me, to be honest. Do they? They still got time to recast him. <laughs> Fucking please do. Let's talk about the Scamanders. So we've got Newt played by Eddie uh, Redmayne, of course, returning. And then you've also got Theseus uh, Scamander played by Callum Turner. So I feel like Newt is very much pushed to the side in a film that was supposed to be his franchise. And that's you can tell that from the opening moment where Fantastic Beasts is this little tiny text next to the Crimes of Grindelwald part. So it, it, I, f- I feel like the Fantastic and the Beast part of the movie is definitely lost. I feel like the forced Beast moment feels very forced. And then I feel like yeah. Newt is kind of forced into this story that uh, is that JK has decided to try and write about basically Dumbledore and Grindelwald. And she's continued to force Newt into it somehow when he doesn't feel right in it well, at all. Kind of the story is that he doesn't want to be a part of it. I guess, but it just doesn't feel like the whole movie. It just doesn't feel like, and he doesn't have enough going on anyway for, 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 yeah. for the star or the main character, supposedly what really happens in this movie for him. Yeah, it's odd that he's like, it feels like maybe he's a B plot. If that, like, yeah. There's just too many B plots. Yeah. The whole movie's B plots. To breathe. Yeah. So he felt really odd. Uh, and then 
did you uh did you enjoy Theseus though? Did, did you how what did you feel about uh his brother? It was there wasn't much to him. I mean, there's what like two, three scenes again. Mm. Like the ministry scene, that was pretty that was pretty good, I guess. The the first interaction of them. Um and then there's I guess the end scene, and then there's the one scene where they go into the French Ministry of Magic. Yeah. With, yeah. Uh, there's barely not enough of him to really yeah. get, but obviously they're building him up to be someone who's going to figure in the next couple of movies. Um, did you, did you like, do you like Eddie Redmayne's like, like his performance? Did you like him in the first movie, the way he's done yeah, with this character? I, he was odd, but like a likable-ish odd. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's that's how I put it. He's supposed to be odd. He comes off odd. That is how he's obviously supposed to be. That's how he is. But he's not odd to the point that you're like, oh, you're just annoying me. I guess. <laughs> I guess you know. Yeah. It's he's fine. He's I I found him a interesting, lovable guy. But here's the thing. Here's the thing about this movie that annoys me so much. Do I want this Dumbledore versus Grindelwald movie? I kind of do. Do I wish Don Jap was not in it, but it was still Jude Law? Yes, I do. But that is a movie I'd like to see. That is a relationship I'd like to see explored. But I don't want Newt involved in that movie at all. What I want is to take Newt back and have him dealing with the mystical creatures and stuff. Because the little 10-minute scene we get with his assistant or whatever that was really weird, where it was made out like she was, I don't know, like attracted to him or something is what I... Clearly, that's what it was. uh, Like that was heavily implied and that was a really weird... Seeing these signals, but... Yeah. (laughs) There was like a weird 10-minute scene of that. But that whole part where he's feeding the the monster, the sea monster, seaweed monster, or whatever you want to call it. The gilpie, is that what it's called? Uh... Fake Harry Potter fan. The, the, the water. Yeah, the, the water dragon thing. Yeah, all that stuff and that, that short period of time that was inside uh, down under his apartment or house or whatever you want to call it down there where it was basically inside of yeah. his suitcase down there from the first film. All that stuff was fucking great. Like, I was enjoying all yeah. of that and I just wanted more of that, which was more of what now we got in the first film. Can you introduce baby Nifflers yeah. to us and then take them away? Three minutes. <laughs> Enough time for a pop vinyl is what it was. Yeah. All we need is maybe Niffler short films. <laughs> Something. But it's just, so the, the film starts out feeling like the first film to agree. Because you, you get that stuff. He's down there. He's fantastic. He's blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, it's, and then it just goes. And it's this completely different movie. But the start kind of feels like it's still the first film. But it really yeah. isn't fantastic base anymore like, at all <laughs> such tiny print yeah <laughs> so it's can, yeah they they written wrote themselves into a corner they really they, they really really it, did they should have just called it the crimes of grindelwald do the james bond thing everybody knows it's the same part of the same series uh-huh they should have honestly but but at the same time would i have liked a fantastic beast 2 that had nothing to do with any of this grindelwald shit and was just newt off adventuring somewhere in fucking yeah. Scandama- Scandinavia after dragons or something. Yes. That is a movie. Fishing his book, you yeah. know, and just feeding animals for two hours. That is, the, that is the other thing. This whole franchise was born from New Scamander wrote the Fantastic Beast book. It's mentioned in Harry Potter. They put it out as a solo book. You could, you could look through it. It's, it's got information. It's a school book that Harry and Ron and everyone, you know, reads at school. Yeah. The, 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 the setup for the movie franchise was New Scamander we're going to learn how he writes his book, basically. And now it is, you're going to learn how Dumbledore eventually fights Grindelwald. 
in the epic battle yep. that we've heard so much about. At which point these two things crossed over and got changed, I have no idea, but anyway, don't like it. Oh, I like of what we had of Newton in this film, but he just felt so wasted, so underused, so just not just even a part. Motivated. His sole motivation was to find Tina. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. That was his motivation for the film, so yeah. Let's talk about Dumbledore then, who, yeah, I, I originally thought was going to feel very forced in this film when they announced him and was going to say, I was just like, how's that fit in? And here's the thing. I, I kind of turned out to be right. Because when they announced it, I was like, how does Dumbledore feel, fit into the, a movie about Fantastic Beasts and this sort of stuff? And what my feeling was, was right and wrong, because he doesn't, but that's the because this movie isn't a movie about Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. So he does now fit into he the movie. Because it's not that movie anymore. Yeah, because it's not that movie anymore. So And because it's not that movie anymore, he does suddenly fit into the movie because it's basically yeah. going to turn out to be a movie. I'll be surprised if Newt has fucking 10 minutes in the third film because it's basically transitioning into a Dumbledore and Grindelwald series yeah. <laughs> at this point. So just ditch fucking Newt, whatever. But what do you, what do you think of Jude Law's Dumbledore? He was really good. I enjoyed him. It felt like Dumbledore. They're the, the same sort of mannerisms, that sort of thing. I don't know. There's, there's some like character things that are a bit weird, like like uh, canon wise. Like I'm pretty sure he's meant to be like the Transfiguration teacher, but yet he's teaching Defense Against the Defense Dark Arts. That's one that people I've seen point out and is yeah. true. But unlike the McGonagall one, are willing to give it a waiver and say maybe yeah, he taught it. Maybe he taught it for a year or two and he was basically always transfigured. You know, I feel like you can yeah. kind of twist can it. With it. You can get away with it. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah, McGonagall, yeah, like who shouldn't Dumbledore. be born. <laughs> Even then. But that, that's a whole thing. <laughs> Any McGonagall. Uh, There's a terrible. long history of McGonagall's working at Hogwarts. Fuck. <laughs> um, I would, I honestly feel his performance as Dumbledore, I'd relate it a lot to Obi-Wan Earl McGregor. Because such yeah, different performances that still felt like the character they were playing a prequel version of very yes. different performances that still felt like the character, but you really liked it at the same time. And you could see how it would kind of end up there. Cause I've, I've seen pe people put up pictures of, you know, how Dumbledore go from this to wearing these giant robes and stuff and whatever else. It's like, well, you know, it's like 80 years from now. No, the yeah, Harry Potter set in the nineties. So, you know, it's like 80 years from now or something something like that and I've obviously seen memes of Dumbledore comes out of the closet so that was uh, funny to a degree also but I mean you get old you just don't feel like putting on pants anymore yeah but it is I think like you're saying the subtle details the way he would lean against a desk the way he kind of there was such subtle there was a lot of subtle stuff he the did he that talks, I feel like yeah like JK was writing it but yeah yeah it definitely def like having JK write it does pay off I feel because you can it does it sounds like Dumbledore it sounds like Dumbledore and like someone trying to write Dumbledore. And he honestly, I think when I left the, ci the cinema and the reason I was having this struggle of, did I really like it? Did I not like it? And the, I think it was because I really just enjoy, enjoyed the Dumbledore stuff so much. Like seeing him walk around and That's talk to- Dumbledore thing. Well, just anything Dumbledore was good. All of his scenes were great. There's not Albus one Dumbledore. Specifically Albus Dumbledore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> Specifically Albus Dumbledore. All of his scenes were great. Any of the ones, like when he was talking, uh, all the stuff at the start where he's around with Newt and he's kind of being very playful about, oh, you don't want to do it. Okay. No, no worries. I'll get someone else to do it. You know, all that sort of stuff was was cool. The fact that Dumbledore's standing, on, Dumbledore's standing on top of that building um, that I presume I'm supposed to know it's a famous building, but I'd, I probably don't even know. But 
it probably is. And, you know, he's standing up there just being all flashy and then Newt's like, you know, good idea to stand out in the middle of the open. He does all that sort of stuff. And then when he's talking um, to... Uh, what the fuck is her name? Where is it here? Uh, uh, Lestrange? Yeah, Lestrange. Sorry, put it. Yeah. When he's like, when he's talking to Lestrange as well, that's was a good scene as well. I felt like the older oh, teacher, the flashback teacher stuff. You could feel like, yeah. So Jude, Jude Lord Dumbledore, I have nothing bad to say about it apart from the fact that that was the best part of the movie. But then that's such a negative because it feels like it shouldn't be the best part of this movie, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh yeah, like it's 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 very odd. We'll talk a little bit more about Dumbledore's in a um in a in a hot minute though. But let, let's uh let's talk about uh Tina, right? Tina. Let's talk about Tina and uh her <laughs> role in this movie, which also feels very. Just show up, shows up yeah like, she was a yeah. plot point so we end the last movie yeah, distress that's what she was <laughs> she we end the last movie she's not an aura this movie six months later she's an aura and I'm in this sure movie an aura at the end of the film does it okay i can't really i didn't rewatch it to be honest so. yeah. but if they said that at the end of the movie sure they so she's, so she's an aura now what do we see her do in this movie that's really cool we see her blast a bunch of books at Newt's brother. Yeah. Other than that, I feel like what she does is she gets trapped by uh, the the whatever the I can't remember the character's name, but the one that traps her, who's trying to uh, kill Credence and um, all that sort of yeah. stuff, gets trapped by him. They get out. Then the books. She doesn't really do much there either. Really, in this whole movie, she just seems like a plot device for Newt to get to have a reason to go there. Yeah. Yep. She has barely, she has no character story herself. And I, I liked her in the first film as well. Like, I thought she was an interesting yep. character. Um, someone who really, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the cop movie where there's a bunch of corrupt cops or whatever, but she's the, the cop who's she's actually, the she's the yeah. good cop and loves the job and wants to actually be out there doing good and helping the world and that sort of thing. So she has that going for her, but in this movie, she's, yeah. She does, she does barely fuck all. At the end of the movie, she does fuck all again. And then, yeah, her entire purpose in the movie is basically just a reason for Newt to go to Paris. Or, yeah, love yeah. interest. Yeah, it's a love interest thing, which is, I feel like is such a thing it's I cliche. wouldn't expect coming from JK in, a, in, the, in this movie, to be honest. For a, Isn't it a skinny weasel? Yeah, I mean, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> let's so yeah I got, I got nothing else to say but let's talk about uh, Dan Fogler returning uh, with Alison Sudol as Jacob Kowalski and Queenie Goldstein Tina's sister of course two characters who I thought were really really good in the first oh, movie really fun in the first film really really fun and they start out really fun in this movie yeah I enjoyed their hilarious hijinks yeah I enjoyed their hijinks I enjoyed when they showed up at, at Newtown and I enjoyed how he's like you know, if he wants to marry you, we'll just take off the thing. And then he's doing his, you know, he's chewing his food wrong or whatever. He's like, oh, darling, everything's fine. And then I enjoyed yeah. that whole, how she's just like, no, we, she wants to get married and whatever else. But he's the one who's, he doesn't want to not do it because he doesn't not want to marry. He's trying to do the right thing and keep her safe and be like, no, we can't do that because you'll get in trouble and all sorts of bad things yeah. could happen. So we, we, we probably shouldn't do that. So 
he's trying to do the, the right thing. And I was enjoying her character. I was, I was enjoying it both up until the end where I feel like her decision doesn't make any sense to me. Her entire reason for her, like the movie set up, what is her problem? She wants to be with Jacob. She wants to live in a world where she can marry Jacob, be safe and have that choice and, and do it, which I feel like is this movie's full of a lot of analogies for real world stuff. And I feel like this is supposed to be some sort of, you know, I don't know, analogy for uh, gay rights or anything along those, uh, those lines I feel. Cause th th as far as I'm saying, this whole movie is just a bunch of analogies for stuff, but not done as well as the X-Men franchise, basically <laughs> it's, it's, it's the way I'll describe it. So, but then at the end of the movie, she fucks off from Jacob because reasons. If you think because you she's been manipulated, but she's a fucking telepath. <laughs> <laughs> On a line. <laughs> How the hell do you get manipulated when you can read? You hear people's thoughts. <laughs> You're right. You're fucking right. <laughs> Figure that one out. So yeah. Even more, her decision at the end of the movie doesn't make any fucking sense. Why would she leave Jacob, head off of Grindelwald at all, full stop, because she can read his mind. She knows he's an evil guy, obviously. Um, she'd know that he's full of fucking shit. She, even if he was hiding his thoughts, he could read. she could read the thoughts of every all of her, uh, his goons, like henchmen or whatever he's got going on. So there's no excuse there. They're not all hiding it. That's fucking bullshit. And then also, what does... She heads off with him to achieve what? What is she doing? What is she fucking doing? <laughs> I don't understand. She thinks she can go off with him. In what she now wants to enslave Jacob? Yeah, she did at start of the movie. They know he's a slave. Yeah. I guess. I guess yeah. that is. I guess that really is where we. Uh, crazy things. I guess that really is where we. <laughs> we headed with this whole <laughs> with this whole nonsense uh so yeah really enjoyed jacob those two dived off sorry jacob was still good he was ja yeah jacob was good until the end he, he was fine well he didn't do anything no he didn't do anything wrong I, I i enjoyed his presence right up to then the only thing i have to say about him is that yeah. like a, a another thing we're about to talk about when we talk about credence is that this movie did a whole bunch of just, you know, stuff that happened in the first film? Nah, fuck it. Didn't happen. You know that big 10-minute scene that we made very emotional and dramatic about him getting his mind wiped and he's doing the cupcake store and uh, was it cupcake store? Whatever it was. Doing yep. the fucking bakery, bakery store and you know how we're going to have this emotional scene and the movie's going to end with uh, uh, Goldie entering the fucking store and it's going to be really lovely but he doesn't know her and it was, that whole scene was written really well and it was emotional and the rain and all this sort of stuff and then this movie straight away nah didn't happen no it it makes sense does it the potion that the potion or the thing whatever he was using at the end got rid of bad memories so he just remembered they all didn't the good but he, he gets all the good memories but there's so many like him getting chased and stuff that he forgets so it's just small bits and pieces and then he sees her, and then it all makes sense. I still feel like it was just rewritten, changed, just because people enjoyed okay. him in the first From movie. seeing it right before, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what they're going to do. That, like, I knew, obviously, he's in the new film. I, and rewatching, I'm like, oh, that's how they're going to explain it. They've written themselves a loophole to 
have him in the new. Okay. Well, another thing I didn't like that they rewrite is that Credence doesn't die. Because... It feels like Warner Brothers went, hey, uh, we're not going to make that Flash movie yet, Ezra Miller. Yeah. We'll put you in the next film, even though you totally got destroyed by a bunch of American wizards. Yeah, they can't... This is the other thing. They're like, we see him blown the fuck up. And this movie, they don't even try and give you some fancy excuse. They literally just say, he survived. Yeah. (laughs) Do you want to extrapolate on that? or (laughs) Unless you have to destroy the whole entire thing. Like every piece of him needs to be destroyed before he can die. It was silly. This I was watching this movie. I was having whiplash the amount of times that there was stuff that that was rewritten and just changed last minute with barely any explaining for what caused it or anything. Oh, no, yeah, Creedence survived. Okay, why Creedence survived? Couldn't think of a plot device for this movie. You know, we we decided that we're going to make him a double door, which we'll tackle in a in a hot second. But like, this is a (laughs) this is this is the thing. Also. I mean, he's fine. Like, Ezra Miller as that character is fine. If anything, I'd say him as that character is actually better in this movie than the first movie, where he was just kind of annoying to a degree. I really didn't like him much in the first movie. In this movie... Yeah. In this movie, I do find his whole story, you know, looking for his mother. Like, you can you can, you can, can easily relate. Or not, not relate, but you can understand, feel for him a bit more than the first film, where he's just working for... A witch and wants to get witch and wants to get wizarding powers and and by which I mean a bitch, not a witch, but <laughs> uh, other character that gets tagged along with him though. Let's talk about her for a second as well. So you get Nagini is uh, in this movie explained, which is Voldemort Voldemort snake, of course, which we always just thought was a snake, and we always just assume that Voldemort. I mean, I'll be certain. I mean, he could have named the snake after her. Come on now. In this movie, it's I can't. I don't. I didn't write the exact t- terminology down. I'm sorry. I probably should have. We but, have to believe that this is a 70 year, 70 year old snake. Yeah, we have to believe that. Yeah. <laughs> we also have to believe McGonagall's like fuck. It. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so uh, Nagini is some curse. I, as I said, didn't write their name. Should have some curse that she could t- turn into a snake, and eventually she's just going to be stuck. Uh, as a snake and that's just a thing and that's a, how did we feel about this plot this introduction of history it felt like they needed credence to be teamed up with somebody and they decided hey yep let's pull something from canon history yeah yeah i'm gonna say is anytime someone says shit about any star wars movie like having too many connections or like why that's would we I was saving that for the double door talk. It feels like they watched the hate for the last Jedi and like everybody getting upset that Ray isn't connected to somebody. Like, ah, oh, if they want everybody to be connected to everybody, let's just put all our previous characters in this movie. Let's have connections could, everywhere. Yeah, make everybody I, happy. <laughs> I could not help when I left this just thinking, fuck, I cannot believe people have had problems with Star Wars or complained about that shit. And this movie is just like, yeah. Everyone is connected to fucking everybody. It is crazy. Everybody's happy. Yeah, it's it's absolute nonsense. Uh, let's t- talk about the one last uh, main character, really. So you got Zoe Kravitz as leader Lestrange introduced in, in in this movie. Well, she had a picture in the, the first movie and 
briefly yeah. mentioned, I guess. Uh, she was good, I thought. She she was fine. But once again, I don't feel like her demise at the end of the movie was felt deserved isn't the right word, but like it, it didn't feel like that was time or it was we had enough time with her for it to feel truly sad or anything along those lines. It just... No, because you introduced her at the start of the film and then she's reintroduced with some mysterious connection to Credence like halfway through out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and then she just dies at the end. Yeah. The only reason you would care is because Newt cares about her. Yeah. And I'm still just like, look, I'll also say that, that flashback scene, that, that was really good. I'm bad. <laughs> yes. I'm, bad. I'm really bad. I'm really, like, I fucking look, yeah. Don't like me, I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> that flashback scene I did enjoy though, with her yeah. uh, running along and, and cool. all that sort of stuff. That was really good. I enjoyed that. I kind of wish maybe that was the whole movie instead. Just flashback to when Newton and her were growing up as school kids. Sure. That would have been a better movie than this, I feel. Because you would have had a lot of Dumbledore too. <laughs> <laughs> so what we so what we would have got there um i was gonna say oh yeah so her plot main plot point of this movie is this whole uh which we can tie into the the dumbledore thing of course the main plot point of this movie is basically credence trying to find his history and then everyone else trying to find credence because they all think he's this long lost pure blood child or whatever and it by the end it is revealed of course that grindelwald is after him because he is a blood relative of uh, Dumbledore's, so Albus, uh, Albus Dumbledore's brother. And the reason he would be after him is because he can send him to kill Dumbledore and be able to get past the, the blood pact and all these sorts of things. So he basically wants him as a, uh, yeah. a warrior. That's what I took it as anyway. And then you've got this leader Lestrange thing on the side about she has a long lost brother. So then everyone's presuming that uh, he's the brother of the Lestrange family and that's long lost and they're a pure blood family and all these sorts of things. And eventually it comes to head when they build up all these plot elements instead of revealing them nicely, fluently through just general movie going, what you get instead is someone literally just telling you things for five to 10 minutes explaining which is the worst way to always reveal any sort of plot, really, I feel. There's no way they could have done it any other way, to be fair. <laughs> they had five fucking movies, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I that scene where they're in the, the they all meet up in the, what, the graveyard like or whatever it is. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're on there. And then the, the, the family tree, it's like all the girls are flowers. Once again, analogies, you know what I mean? Like there's just stuff and it's all men on, on there and stuff like that there's i can see constantly she's trying to put these story like things here and whatever yeah. else but none of them are done well none of them are done well at all now i'll just come off because it's so half-assed you i don't feel like that you're going to get anything out of them um, so it goes through the family tree and then it's revealed that oh, the thing we saw before the, the baby her, her big fear was a baby floating underwater because for some reason she she's she gets charged with taking her brother uh, to New York. Uh, we and at this point we're assuming it's credence and they're then the fucking baby won't stop crying. So then because as a normal human child does, she decides to swap it with the quiet baby across the <laughs> across the uh, across from the other episode uh, end of the boat, and then the boat starts. <laughs> <laughs> and that basically becomes a Titanic and then it starts sinking and because of swap babies and then her, her nanny what or whatever. Hey? 
Was the ship the Titanic? That would have uh, been. No, I just chucked it out there. <laughs> and then, uh, and then the ship starts sink- sinking, and Nanny comes out, and she's holding the baby. And instead of being like, "That's not our baby," she's just like, "I'll say nothing because that's probably the the better thing to do at this point." And then she watches as the other baby's taken by the other woman, and then that sinks and so she watches her own brother die and then that's why it becomes her biggest fear but then it's found out that the the baby she actually took that is being played off to be credence all these years is actually was uh the dumbledore family baby which makes credence uh, what was his first name i didn't cut aurelius aurelius yeah that sounds right it was a something though wasn't it so well, sure we'll say that aurelius dumbledore so how yeah. do we feel about the fact that <laughs> Credence has turned out to be a Dumbledore uh, and then also the fact that they're adding Dumbledore, bro- Dumbledore's brother in, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, what is this bull? Why? It just, uh, I don't know how they're going to explain. One, how the hell does Grindelwald know he's a Dumbledore? Two, why were they shipping him off to New York? And this is meant to be some magical, powerful, magical wizarding family. How do you not notice that your baby gets switched in in a boat? I don't know. They kind of, looking back on that, they kind of try and say that they've teased it when they have that scene where uh, Leader, as a Leader asks Dumbledore if, if he's ever lost a brother before and he takes a couple seconds and he responds with, I've lost a sister. So he kind of dodges the yeah. question. So looking back on it, it's like, it appears that Dumbledore knows that he lost a brother, but I don't know, but he did lose a sister. <laughs> yeah. So his sister between him and Grindelwald that got them off in the last, like his sister died. Yeah. His sister dies. And we're going to find out that whole story in presumably the, the third hopefully, film. Maybe. Well, hopefully, hopefully that's what happens. But then it's like, a, then it becomes a question of, okay, so the lady on the boat who we're going to presume is a Dumbledore who was taking the baby, who's she, you know, like yeah. we'll have to find out who she is. So that means and she's died. She died on the ba- boat with the baby and all sorts. Look, it feels like such a half. You definitely said brother, right? Your brother's trying to kill you. Is what the line was, I believe. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. You I can't think. write it off as like a different distant relative. No, no, no. So look, this, as I was just saying a second ago, this just feels like not a good connection tie-in type thing it just it does just feel like that's when it happened i was just i wasn't even shocked or anything i was just like looking at the screen when the phoenix started rising and he shoots that power outside or whatever and i was just like really it, it, it wasn't even like oh my god that's so cool they connected like credence has done with it. it was just really what? that's what we're that's what we're doing that's what we're leading the the big credence reveal up to that he doesn't even after everything he doesn't even find out whose mother is really doesn't get the meter or any of this sort of stuff. He just gets taken off by Grindelwald and we find out he's Dumbledore and now he's going to be trained to kill his own fucking brother somehow in the next movie. Cause I'm sure it's going to be the whole thing of he abandoned you. You should kill him. Cause he like, look at Dumbledore, like look at Albus over there. He fucking left you on the streets. Yeah. Fuck it. Like, is this what we're going for? Is this, yep. <laughs> is this what I'm lining up for to watch? How about, and I can see Credence going for that because he's like he's easily manipulated. Yeah. He's stupid, easily manipulated. Yeah. So going back um, to the guy who manipulated me in the first film. So Yeah, that's a good point. That is. He's just he's just wrapped back around to the exact same freaking person I again. Change his face is the only 
Oh yeah, he probably he doesn't even know then, I guess. He doesn't even know. Yeah. He has no idea. Dun dun dun. Um are we so the final the wrapping up show kind of question. Are we looking forward to the next film at all? Is there anything that can be done to redeem this franchise for you personally? Because I, I'm I, I've seen a lot of positive buzz for this movie. Let's put it into perspective. I saw yep. a lot of good reviews. I've seen Twitter buzz. A lot of people saying this is really good. They really enjoyed it. They didn't like the first film. They enjoyed this one so much more. Good for them. You know, more power to you. But for us personally and you personally, can what do you reckon has to be done in the next film to kind of fix this franchise for you, for you? What has to, well, they have to have a cohesive story. <laughs> <laughs> and at this stage, I'd be like, well, good luck with that. You know, like how, how do you expect to achieve that? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't know. seem achievable. So. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to see like critical buzz and stuff before I'm willing to. You're not rushing out after this one? You're not rushing out to watch it? I probably will because content, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, so long away too, two years. Yeah, it's just doesn't even yeah. feel worth it. <laughs> I mean, there are cool cliffhangers, and then there's this what click cliffhangers, and that was a what. My, my my it's a big old it ends, and it's just like there's three more of these. Like, if this was the second or third, I might feel better. To be honest, I might be like, okay, yeah. at least it's wrapping up next movie. At least I know the finish lines is on the horizon, whatever. But I'm like, we're not even halfway like <laughs> we're like there's still three of these fucking films left how much how much more of these this can we go through really what are we gonna what are we gonna, gonna do no i i am this is the thing midnight release harry potter movies midnight uh midnight release harry potter books you know these sorts of, these are things i've done in my life would I go to a midnight release of the next one of these? Did I go to the mid? They didn't even have a midnight release for this because I don't think there was. They oh. even thought there was enough popularity for it, which kind of shows the time. And also, it's the it's underperformed as fuck. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but uh, yeah. ticketing, ticketing wise, it it's sixty two million on the opening weekend. The first one made seventy seventy four million opening weekend. So it's just people are losing interest. You've I got like twice as many characters. Yeah, and actors that you need to be paying and so. actors and stuff, and so I I'm going to be really interested. I I'm going to find it really hard to believe if come the uh, the next one of these that changes aren't being made. Surely, it's got to be in production at the moment, doesn't it? No, they'll start it like next year, I guess. I remember last time they started the next one. Like, I guess they don't have the rush that they have with like the first ones, obviously. Mm. It's not even a thing about oh, there's two years between movies. It's that two. It's my problem is is I'm like oh, two years between movies. I'm not looking forward to. Is the thing. It's it's just because I'm like, fuck. And I don't have to watch. How are they going to write themselves out of this? That's what I want to know. It's just there's so many questions, and they're not good questions. They're not like, oh my god, I can't wait. That's exciting. Let's theorize about it for two years. That's going to be super fun to theorize about lots of stuff. I don't want to theorize about fucking. Dumbledores and all this sort of stuff. Nothing in this movie grabbed me, story-wise. I, I, I really... <laughs> nothing at all. I If I was to re-watch any of the movies of so far, I I might... I'll probably re-watch this once when it comes out, just for the sake of it, you know? Like, I'll re-watch it. Sure. <laughs> I'll put it out and be like, do I hate it as much? Do I like it a little bit more? 
what like Dumbledore's great, cool. That's great. I'll watch it. But if I had to pick between watching this one and the first one, I'll just I'll watch the fucking first one again because it, it had what was entitled. You know, it was Fantastic Beasts. The beasts looked really cool. They were really interesting. They were great. You, you kind of wanted a book. You actually wanted to read a book about them and stuff. And you yeah, you had the Nifflers yep. and whatever else going on. That was yeah. a lot of fun. It felt like a magical world. This just feels like a dreary, incoherent, not fun shit is what it is that's 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 my review and look i don't the movie as far as i'm concerned is shit it's not it's not it's not good it's not very good at all so i would say it's not good but i wouldn't say it was shit yeah oh dear what what i know i know know we usually don't i don't think we usually go for chucking numbers on the end of these things but if you had to chuck a number on it now probably a four yeah, I'd probably be around a four two to be honest. If I had to pick around my head, like I'd 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 jump on a four with you. That sounds good. Based but on our explosion network grading scale, but it's still bad. <laughs> yeah, so it's bad. There's no shit on this guy. Like two or three, two or yeah. one. Or three. <laughs> yeah, okay. So the film's bad. We both don't like it. It's bad. There you go. <laughs> that's that's it. Any uh, any wrapping up thoughts? Uh, no. <laughs> Even the magical beast in this film, I wasn't really interested in too. Yeah, no, that's because it, only... trying to push this magical lion thingy. Yeah, it wasn't that great, and it feels just chucked in. Yeah, for the sake of having at least one. We need piece. to have a animal here. Yeah, we need to have at least one animal, so it's it's actually fantastical. So we can sell beastly. these replicas. Yeah. So anyway. This has been an Explosion Network review discussion. Head on over to explosionnetwork.com. Uh, we can find the aforementioned What Do You Want to Watch podcast if you would like to check out our thoughts on other movies, which probably a bit more positive than our thoughts on this one, to be honest. I don't think I've got this disappointed with the movie in quite some time. It's probably one of the biggest disappointments of the year for me, I guess. Oh, no, I feel like it is one of the biggest disappointments for me. I don't get that hyped up on much. Yeah, this year. Definitely one of the biggest disappointments. Like to year. reflect on it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so explosionnetwork.com, make sure you check out all the stuff there. Head on over to uh, Twitter at explosionpod where you can follow us. You can follow me on Twitter at vivaldil, V-I-V-A-L-O-D-I-L. You can follow Ashley on Twitter at Ashley Hobby, A-S-H-L-E-Y-H-O-B-L-E-Y. That's the place to do all the things. And if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you give us a like, subscribe to the channel if you like. If you're listening to this in audio version, just follow us on Twitter and stuff like that. It's really the best you got. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts uh, or tw- just tweet a link out to this. Uh, do your thing. Maybe go to the YouTube version. Like it there if you listen to it on the audio version. There you go. That's how, that's how you do it all. That's a great one. Uh, yep. uh, enjoy your fantastical, fantastical, magical the next Me, one meets yeah sure uh hi, it is said that i hate they know magic i do not hate them i do not i did not oh hi mark <laughs>